now tuned into the always real sacred space of the no cover charge podcast with angel and Allie. what's up y'all i'm angel and i'm Allie. welcome to the, the no, no cover, cover charge podcast, podcast. As we move forward into a hopeful future, the world as we know it is being shook clean of its standards. Societal norms are nothing millennials and Generation Z seem to be advocating for. It's imperative to voice our opinions even when they go against the grain. Women are constantly pressured to make decisions through the judgments of others, something like the tug of war between being entirely career-driven or present for home life. While gender roles have long been the litmus in the success of relationships, we are happy that folks are continuing to move beyond them, at least on the surface. And while we can say this, when we get between the proverbial sheets, are we all practicing what we preach? We also believe that the definition of fulfillment varies immensely within each person. We would like to talk about allowing people to assign themselves their own role and standing by them, even when it doesn't adhere to your own values. So let's jump into this first with our own experiences around womanhood and roles. I know for me, my ideas around this have done a complete 360 in the past five years. Yeah, I would say that mine have as well, but just... Being based on like how I, I watched my mother when I was growing up, she was she encompassed a lot of things. So she, you know, she wasn't just a, a working mom. She made sure she was home for us. So it was it was a balance for her. Did you have that kind of experience with your mom? Oh, yeah. My mom worked all the time. Um, She worked a lot. But because of her upbringing, she was also an excellent homemaker from teaching me how to cook, how to keep a home, um, nurturing and empathetic towards everyone in the household. So a lot of my ideas around uh, roles, quote unquote, came from how I watched her raise us but also from the subsequent advice that she gave me as she learned and as she progressed and grew as a woman. Um, I think that she realized there were things that she would do and things that she wouldn't do uh, moving forward. And I think that she did a great job of imparting that kind of future knowledge to me, especially where my career choices and um, family rearing are concerned. So I think that like, as she continued to get older and raise her children, her opinions on what the role of a wife looked like uh, evolved. And then I'm kind of like her progeny, like yeah, the yeah. result of that evolution. Yeah. So I, I think we were discussing this and we were talking about how it's a, it's, it's a cultural thing, too. So Definitely. with with Cubans, um, the, the idea, the stereotypical housewife, barefoot cooking in the kitchen, that is... A typical Cuban woman, wife, mother, uh, my grandmother was like that. And she passed that on to my mom. But the 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 interesting part was my mom was in the house uh, a majority of the time until I was nine. And then she went back into real estate. I have no idea how she did it. It was definitely at the expense of herself because I know looking back now, I wish she had had a little bit more self-love time and self-care time. But she was always there to pick me up for lunch, take me to school in the morning, pick me up in the afternoon. Um, And I I say, me and my sister laugh at this all the time. From the crack of dawn, she had her heels on. She had her makeup on. She had her hair done. She was cooking breakfast. She was getting us ready for school. And then she would go off to work. And she somehow found 
the ability to do everything. Like we didn't have a, a maid service. We didn't have somebody that could come cook for us. So she made sure dinner was ready when she had got home from work. And I'm sure she was tired, but I, I witnessed this. So I think that I've always had in my mind that you can be a combination yeah. of things. Um, but I do, I, I stand on the side that I think it's very important at least for me to be present for home life, especially now having a baby. Um, I I'm, I'm giving that the, it's priority at this, yeah. at this point in time, even um, as a more recently, I've been thinking of jumping back into modeling and yeah. I had been in, in contact with a couple boutiques and I would have to fly out to, to obviously work and shoot and I'm getting a bit of anxiety thinking about leaving Ami for for a night or two it, it it gives me the jitters do you think about once you have Kush how you're gonna feel about working and stuff oh yeah I talk about it all the time I'm definitely gonna be a working mom um I just know that I'll have to stay present in each moment that Kush is alive because I've never been a mom and I've never balanced a full-time career along with family. So um, just working with Bobby and making sure that everyone is taken care of as, as well as myself so that I am happy where my career is concerned is important. And I want to backtrack because um, I think that the idea of what is important as far as like being a mom and being a working mom and making sure um, that the household is taken care of definitely also came from my grandma. I know that um, my grandma had 11 children and she had three sets of twins back to back, all boys. And then mm -hmm. she had uh, five more kids. Yeah. And when my mom was two, my grandfather passed away. And um, that swung my grandmother into this role of having to be a, a father, a mother, a homemaker, and a um, and the person who brought in the bacon. And because back then, like my my family is older. Back then, you she obviously didn't have enough money mm -hmm. for a caretaker or um, someone who'd make food for them. So like yeah, and being a a black woman in the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Um, and what that meant for the career opportunities that she had, it really, I think, influenced my mom to understand that everything was possible where roles are concerned, but it also unwittingly taught her this lesson that you give up your entire life for your children and your family. And she she was very self, my mother now was very self-sacrificial where that was concerned. So she carried that unwitting lesson into how she raised us. And I think the lesson that she evolved with and taught me was that you have to always make sure that you, as a woman, are happy where your career is concerned, where your life is concerned, um, because you only have one life. Um, I saw her stressed out a lot. I saw her... Um, trying to be all things to all people. And I think that for me in our house, like it's so important for me to take care of Bobby, to have, um, to nurture him, to do all the things that a wife 
is required to do, but also to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And um, with my career, for a little while, I lost a bit of that ambition where journalism is concerned. But for some reason, like as soon as I'm pregnant, <laughs> it comes back full force. So I know for my happiness, it'll be important for me to have that career and have that success, um, but also raise Kush. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm just going to stay present for the experience. Um, I've never been there, so hopefully I will be able to juggle it all. I've seen it done with a lot of women that I admire. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that it's possible. I think most of the women that I admire find a great balance within that. Um, it's, it's interesting that you said that once you got pregnant, you got this jolt of of energy to, to get back into yeah. your journalism career. It, it was the same thing for me where I was really worried if I was going to be able to look the same or maneuver the same. Um, yeah. and, and even now, having the opportunity, like I'm telling you, it's... It's one thing um, where I think now stay-at-home moms don't necessarily just have to be stay-at-home moms. With social media, with the ability that the internet gives us to just create different careers Definitely. for ourselves, you can still be at home and hustling on the side. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting where I... I would love to be able to travel for work and go for modeling jobs or it, or whatever life brings me in the future. But do you have you considered how you would feel to travel and be away from cushy? Um, or or is this more like you would want to be predominantly home and, and find a way to work from home? I definitely want to find a way to work from home because yeah, I want to be present for him. I want to yeah. be able to um see all the moments of his life. Uh, but I also am comfortable traveling. Um, not all the time, but when the opportunity presents itself, yeah, Bobby is so supportive. And we've had a lot of talks around this because um, before we got together, like the reason that I didn't really take any of my relationships seriously was because of my career. My career was like my husband, my baby. It was everything to me. And um I put so much time and energy into that and knowing the hours that I kept and knowing the opportunities that took me all around the country, I know that 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 type of career isn't feasible for a wife and a mother. Yeah. Um, at least the kind of wife and mother that the I envision be. myself yeah. being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it'll be a hybrid of those two things. Um Hopefully I will be able to get a show and host a show that films just um, a part of the year and then the rest I'm there with them. You know, I really love the idea of financial contribution to my household, even though the Lord has blessed us with the opportunity where that's not necessary. Yeah. You know, um, I like that. Yeah. And I like the independence. It's something about the feeling that I get when I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go on a shoot or yeah, I'm about yeah, to write a that. script sure. or uh, when someone tells me they have a job opportunity for me, it's just like this high, this adrenaline that I get like, yeah. and I, I miss that. And I know that I'm going to feel a different version of that with Kush, like as you felt with Ami, but I, I know that I, yeah, I, I need it. I listen to you talk and it's, I can you speak like someone who hasn't given birth yet, because I promise you when Kush comes into your life, 
Because even I went through the same thing where when I was pregnant, I was connected to my baby. But I, I'll be honest, I wasn't I was worried. I was the type of mom that was like, am I going to be those moms that when they put the baby on their stomach, they feel like no connection? I don't know. I thought because I'm weird. You know, I have tendencies to be I'm, I'm very empathetic. I'm very sensitive, but I could be very cold at times. So and it the whole process was weird. It felt out of body for me, really, you know, to go from being this independent person to suddenly I'm a mom and I'm stagnant and I'm sitting here and you know, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was it's a big change. But once I got her, it was I, I like I'm telling you right now, I get anxiety to even think of having to leave her for an evening. And that's not to say that I don't think Alan can take care of her, because to be quite honest, he's probably a better caretaker than me. He's so he he really pays attention to detail when it comes to caring for her. So I that wouldn't be my issue. It's just more um, just the idea of not being there. Like, God forbid she trips or something, you know, like for me, that's it's been so important to just uh, be there for all her little monumental moments. And um, I don't know, it's just it's really important to me uh, to be home. Um, and, and the thing that you mentioned before, you love to cater to Bobby or just uh, be able to do the things that's required of a wife, right? I had told you about the story that I had a friend over um, and I was cooking for Alan and she asked me how often I cook for him. And I said, you know, pretty, pretty oftenly since we and we were fairly new in our relationship. And she had kind of like scoffed at the idea. And she in her relationship, it's very 50 50 where she was like, if he's hungry, he could cook. If I'm hungry, I'll cook. Um, he could clean up after himself. I could clean and personally, this may be a controversial statement for, for many people, but this is where I do fit into the, well, where I do love the role. I love to care for my man. I love to cook for him. I love to take care of my household. Um, I wouldn't expect him to do my laundry. It's just, that's, this is these are things that are innate within me from watching my mother and my grandmother and just all the women in our family. And it's it's not something that I look at as required. It's something that I, I like to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think that having that experience with that girlfriend, it showed me that to, to each his own, you know what I mean? Like maybe in her household, that's how they split it. For me, also a big influence is the fact that I see how hard he works. Having a career like the one that they do mm-hmm. is extremely grueling. It's physically tiring and it's it's mentally draining. It's stressful. And I don't expect for him to come home after being at the facility six to six to cook himself a meal or clean up after himself like it's cool you know what I mean like leave your stuff and I'll take care of it that's just how I am you know I think that some of that isn't even a role some of that is just being a human being that cares for another human being yeah, you know being what I mean in love, yeah. you want them to be supported happy like when Bobby is in season, I'm cooking, I'm taking care of the household duties, I'm doing et cetera, et cetera, because I care about him and I want him to be able to focus on the job in hand. And also it's like late, like why would I leave everything that's happening all day just for him to do something when he comes home? Um, I think that um, I was talking, speaking of Bobby, I was talking to him about this yesterday. Um, 
the idea of a working woman and an independent woman is actually still like relatively new. Um, in the, I'll say like up until the 90s, the idea of the independent working, cool, kick-ass woman didn't exist. Her role, and I will say at least for women who had the luxury to stay home. Mm -hmm. Because in my family, I have a long tradition of working women because that's what it was. And they didn't necessarily have the luxury to stay home. And because it, it, it is a, it is a job. Don't get me wrong. I read this Forbes article once that equated a stay-at-home mom with a six-figure salary because it's a lot of shit to do. Um, but sometimes that wasn't an option for women. Um, but the idea of the independent working woman and maybe the man staying home wasn't something that happened or came into the American consciousness until the 90s. And I think that people are kind of still flushing out what those roles look like. And now that our society is so microwaved, it is transforming again. Um, like Ali said, I just think that it's different strokes for different folks and what whatever makes you comfortable. But with that, I don't understand how she wouldn't want to cook for him because it's just nice. I think it's just that, a nice thing to do. Like I was telling you, <laughs> I think that how do I put it to you? And and this isn't to say anything because I know there are a lot of relationships that are 50-50, especially when monetary-wise, both of your contributions really aid to you guys living a successful life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not struggling. So I understand that. Um, I think coming, I'm speaking from my personal experience always. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that maybe if I was in a different situation, I would feel differently. But not even because my mother and my father were always equal contributors mm -hmm. and that didn't vary for her to be a, a housewife. You know what I mean? She was always constantly putting in that extra effort. And to this day, they have a really beautiful relationship yeah. and and they're like best friends now. They're really they're like little old people who you like. I, I just can't even explain it, but it's worked out for them. And I just look at it. You mentioned um you mentioned men staying at home. I was reading this Forbes article that said that there are now 7 million fathers in the country that are stay-at-home dads. Yeah. So it's not just a, a, a woman thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 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 ranging now. And I think that you mentioned you could correlate it to what a six-figure income salary. salary. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't... I don't know why it doesn't get the credit that it deserves when you're a house mom or a housewife. Being in this in in, in this group of of different women who a lot of the women in the league are stay-at-home moms for their husbands, being that they're moving around so often, it's really hard to find roots in a job that you're gonna constantly have to be moving. But on top of that, they just have settled into their life as taking care of their home. And that has made me appreciate women in a different light or appreciate that job in a different light. Because I never, since I saw my mom do both, I always thought that that's how it worked. I, You know, I didn't think that there was like an actual job that you could just stay at home all the time. Yeah. You know, I uh, do want to say that we're privileged to be in this position. Um, and I agree with you. We 
we always speak from our experience. Um, and I think that it is a, like, like Ali was saying, it is a hard job to stay at home and to take care of the household and to take care of the kids. And, but being an NFL wife, partner, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, they're actually, interestingly enough, is like a different level of things you have to do. Yeah. Um, you pretty much have to take care of everything. Yeah. Um, and that is your role. Yeah. And um, it is time consuming. But the flip side of that is the blessing that yeah. the finances are are, are yeah. coming into play. Yeah. Um, so it is a blessing to be able to be in that role and to and there are extra perks to it. Like we're, I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's not a, a great life, but it it is um it's hard and it takes yeah. a special person or it takes a different type of person who can put their needs and wants aside. Um, well, I could speak from, I'm sorry for cutting you off, babe, but I could speak from experience with this where it's like, and you'll experience it too once Kush is born. The, the monetary aspect is obviously a blessing, but when the baby's here, the baby don't care how much money you have. The struggles are the same. Like the, 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 considering how I saw my sister after she was, when she gave birth and going back and reflecting on what I was like, we were the same kind of messes. We looked crazy. It was tiring. It was, it's all the same kind of work. It all, it all takes the same amount of investment of you as a human being. It's, I agree and I don't agree. I only don't agree because I saw my sister give birth and then I saw her not have the help that I know that I'm about to have, the the night nurse. Like I'm only able to have that because of Bobby's salary. Like there is no way that a regular working couple could afford someone staying with them five nights out of the week, like comfortably for that extra amount of support. And I... So I don't say that like disagreeing in a mad way, but disagreeing like I I I understand completely that I'm going to be able to have more sleep than she did yeah. or well, have we more didn't, time than she we did. We didn't have the night nurse when we when we first had the baby. That was something that came in later on when we realized that sleep training was not a thing no matter how many books we read or advice we got from people mm-hmm. so i i get that you disagree but um our situation was different so i didn't have the night nurse at first and the only help that i had was family and also alan was still working for the first month that Ami was born so those weeks were terrifying um and even even still whether or not i saw somebody talking about this the other day whether it's a nanny or it's a night nurse, or it's your mom, or your sister, or your cousin, everybody's getting help somehow. And that's just facts. And maybe there are certain women who really are, and I give it to them because I have no idea how they make it work. But yeah, women who are tons of women who don't have any help. I I'm I I bet that there are, but the ones that I've experienced have at least somebody to help them in yeah. some sort of way. So I say that in the sense where it's like People could be judgmental about someone having a nanny or having extra help. I feel like no matter what, there is going to be help to be had. You know what I'm saying? In, in in that certain instance. But I do get that there are a, bun- a bunch of women that don't have that. Um, but it, it it's certainly, it's, it's, 
It's hard regardless. It, it absolutely it is. is hard regardless. Um, so let me ask you a question. Do you think that your dating practices should mirror your marriage practices where roles are concerned? Because I say I say this because this article I read was really interesting in The Atlantic. It was like women see themselves as feminists. They see themselves as wanting these marriages that are egalitarian, meaning 50-50. But when they're dating, they expect the man to court them. Mm-hmm. They expect the man to pay for the dates. Mm-hmm. They expect the man to um, establish the exclusivity of a relationship. Mm-hmm. All these roles that are are gender roles, but then when they get into their actual relationship or marriage, it's like, hold on. Yeah. Thoughts? Um. So... Are you are you saying like it should you take on wifely roles prior to actually being married kind of thing or no if you want an equal marriage should you have an equal dating situation too oh um no that's just my uh, the the honest reaction that I have um I think that I because I look at the the relationship not even just marriage because I'm not married so I'm I'm speaking from a committed relationship standpoint mm-hmm. I don't expect for Alan to do so maybe it's it's like you get the flip side like through the courting stage right I'm expecting for him to put in all of this work to get us to this point where then I'm the one putting in, I mean, he's still putting in a ton of work on his end, yeah. but I'm taking care of the brunt of the work at the house. I'm, I'm taking on his stresses. I'm taking care of the baby. You know, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I, I think that maybe that's, I've never considered it, but maybe that's the, the payoff, right? Like for their yeah. work and their courting. Um, and I, again, it's a controversial way of thinking because I know that a lot of women now are, are empowered and they, they don't look at themselves as someone who has to constantly clean or cook or do those things. But I just I'm happy to do it. Like yeah. I, if I can't do it, I mean, we have a huge house, so I'll definitely have a service come over and do a deep clean for us. Yeah. But other than that, this is something that I just feel is my duty. And, and as a woman, I don't know. I just... It feels good. It's also it's it's a cathartic experience for me. I like being, you know, yeah. I like to do these things. I like to cook. I like to clean up and be organized. Like this, it's therapy in yeah. a way. Um, and I also just feel good taking care of my man. Like I, the is the the whole the time old statement where it's like you have to uh, keep him fed, right? It's the way the man's heart is through his stomach. So I feel really really good after I see Alan has enjoyed one of my meals like I I, there's there's nothing that tops that feeling for me and maybe that makes me really dated but um I don't think it makes you dated I think you just really care about him and want to see him happy and you're just a natural caretaker but I've 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 felt guilt around being pregnant because a lot of times I've been way too tired to do what I've normally been able to do where keeping things spick and span or concern or cooking every single meal. And mm-hmm. Bobby has done a amazing, precious job at picking stepping up the slack, in and yeah. picking up the slack. But I still look and feel guilty. Like, oh, like I wish I could get up right now, but I feel like crap. Like, and him not 
saying anything or making me feel bad, but him being like, no, baby, sit down. I'm going to cook dinner for us. And he's gotten like really, really good at cooking. It kind of makes me mad. Like, what's going to happen when I'm not pregnant? No. Like, my kitchen. But he's going to watch you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, you, f- it's strange to feel this sense of guilt, like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, even mm-hmm. though I'm doing this big job of baking this baby. Um, and I think a lot of the uh, cognitive dissonance is that the role of a wife and a caretaker and as a woman is so ground as an identified woman is so ground in my mind yeah. that it's like looking at him doing these things. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. You know? So, um, I yeah. think that this goes even deeper than just, and it's not to sidetrack because we're, uh, focused more on what it is to be a mom or a working woman. Right. But as women, Right. I found this very interesting the other day. You know how everyone's doing challenges on on, oh, yeah. on social media there. Um, and a lot of them are very sensual and just kind of a little provocative and just really uh, they're superficial. They're based on girls looking hot. Right. The, the I wish I could do one. No one wants to see my bump shadow. Yeah, no, I'm sure there are. There are people that like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But my point is, I I have this girl who I have uh, worked different jobs with. She's a model and she does them a lot. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And she had I had seen this thing that had gone viral and someone had said, um, I'm over these challenges. Let's uh, have a read a book challenge. I want to hear y'all read out loud. So and she she took offense to that and she responded to it and she was like, Shout out to Yasmin. If you if you see this, Yasmin, you're beautiful. And I love this response. She was like, as if women can't be multifaceted, which was beautiful because that's how we described ourselves in the beginning. Yeah. But I thought that response was beautiful because that is a perfect example of how women are expected to be. So you, you could only be one, right? You If you're sexy, then that's what you're good at. If you look good, you're just uh, you're an object that that people don't expect you to speak. I mentioned this on when we had Nicole Mejia on, when I tried to incorporate my writing on my social, people would be like, shut up and just post pictures. That's all we want to see. And I feel like we're pigeonholed into being one type of thing, right? And that's what I'm trying to break free of. I was on that same Forbes article that I was reading. It was talking about how women in this day and age, are we're breaking that. We're breaking that barrier where it's like you don't have to just be a stay-at-home mom. You don't have to just be career-driven. You could find a balance. Yeah. And in that same way, I feel like we shouldn't have to feel that we're put into a place where I have to decide, oh, I'm sexy or I'm reserved or I'm... Do you know what I'm saying? I want to be everything. Like, I want to be yeah. a little bit of everything. If one day I want to be sexy, I can do that. And if tomorrow I want to wear sweatpants and just be chill and artsy or something and write a whole bunch of poems, I can do that as well. It's it. I, I feel like it's just kind of making that own room for yourself and not really caring about what people say, because at some point they're going to see that it works. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, we live in a patriarchal society, right? And so... Everything that women do is judged under a microscope of patriarchy and what our role looks like and who we should be. And yeah. so it kind of doesn't surprise me that that happens. Um, and I think 
I don't know how this will wash out because in a lot of ways, we're like the first and second generations who have really grown up with social media. And I will say like heiress, my niece's generation, Generation Z. She's a like, genius, literal yeah. baby genius. Aw, thank you. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that their generation is the first generation ha- who has completely grown up with social media. And so I think that a lot of their characteristics and behaviors are predicated on what people see as opposed to us being able to grow up and be weird, like anime, be sexy, be (laughs) nerds, without the microscope of people looking at it all the time. You know, so like for me, I, I have a decidedly conservative uh, social media presence just because of wanting to be me personally wanting to be private about what I show. Um, and I feel like other people should have the agency to show what they want to. Um, but like all the different facets of who I am, I feel like don't have to show up on my Instagram. You know what I mean? Like what I like to post that I finished watching Demon Slayer because it was like a great anime. Sure. But am I going to post it? No. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, um, I have a question. Do you feel like, and and I've always wondered this with like working women, especially in mm -hmm. journalism or media or anything like that. Do you ever worry that over-sexualizing yourself is going to put you in a position, like a position where you're adhering to men or, or, I don't know that it's going to give you the wrong image or that people aren't going to respect you as much. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Girl, when I um first got to BET as an intern, yeah. my boss told all of us to pull up our social media and to scrub it clean, to take yeah. all the pictures off where we were drinking, um, partying, make certain platforms private. And this is when Instagram wasn't even like popping like that. Yeah. Um, And so... I took and she was a woman, a black woman, mm-hmm. and she she pulled the other black women aside and she said, it's not to say that I'm saying this isn't who you should be. I'm saying that as a woman of color, people are going to judge you differently. And so you want your work to speak for itself and you don't want to give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I carried that lesson throughout my life. Like just because I don't post that I'm in a string bikini in Bali on my uh honeymoon doesn't mean it's not happening you know what I mean um but I don't want to give people the opportunity to place judgment around my success and if that has occurred because of how I look even though that happens anyway like you can just have your face and like I'm a big chested curvy woman so there is but so much that I can hide, you yeah, know? people are, you, I think Jay-Z said, you could see it in some sweat. Yes. It's just like, you, you can't hide that. So people are going to feel <laughs> how they want to feel, but I try to really lead with my brain and my intelligence um, where my social media portrayal is concerned because that's what I am personally comfortable with. Yeah. You know, and but I feel, I don't like when people don't give other women who feel like they want to do the opposite of that, the agency to do that. Yeah. But I also am real a realist. So I understand that doing the opposite of that sets you up for criticism because of the type of world we live in. Yeah. You for know? Sure. Yeah. I think with me, I've I've always been, especially I, I can't 
I can't spit up in there because it's going to land on me. I did a lot of bikini modeling. I'm here because of that. I like that saying. (laughs) (laughs) I, um... I started off modeling, you know, and, and I was in Miami and a lot of this stuff was it, it was sexy. Yeah. And I I can't be mad at that. And and like for a while, especially when I got in my relationship, I went through this crisis, especially when I was pregnant, where I was like, oh, my God, I have to change my whole aesthetic. I have to be you know, you? very reserved. I, I you know, what's crazy. I think that uh, this is when I went through my anxiety and depression and all that stuff. So it kind of hindered me. But you can definitely tell, at least I can, I can see where I was kind of like lost. And I was like, yeah. who am I? What kind of posts do I want to make? And and at this point in time, I feel like I I I know so many women that um they they sell sex in that sense. Like, you know what I mean? They're selling this image of themselves. And they're I mean, they're we're in the world of OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is how women for me, now that I have a daughter, I want to make it clear that that is a path, but that's not the path that I want my daughter to take, just yeah. personally speaking. So yeah. I want younger girls to know that yes, people are out here saying, I made a million off OnlyFans. That yeah, that that is very, very, very real and i get that that's you know if that's the road that you want to take that's fine um i just personally wouldn't want it for my daughter but i think that there's like a happy balance because people could come at me and be like oh well you post a sexy picture on instagram what's the difference i i think that the the idea of the transaction makes it a bit different but other than that I I want the freedom to still continue to have that sensual side. I, I still feel comfortable. I don't post the same kind of things. Like I, I used to post bikini pics all the time. Like yeah. that's all, especially when I lived in Miami, that was like a majority of my Instagram. But now I think that there's different ways to be sexy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you could, it, it's in the way you dress, it's in the way you pose, it's in the way just, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, a, a cookie cutter version of sexy but I I think that the like you said you don't want to post a whole bunch of stuff on your Instagram you know that doesn't mean that it's not happening but for me I want to find a balance moving forward where and I think that I'm doing that having this podcast I'm expressing myself and I'm projecting my substance but then on social media, it's more it's 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 more fun. It's more jokey. It's it's just photos, you know, and I I want to move forward and be able to show that a woman can be both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, And and going back to raising kids or, or even women who go to school. Right. And they have all these degrees and they decide to stay at home. I know this one girl personally who has her her psych degree and a lot of people uh, criticized her for wanting to stay at home with her baby. But her her kids are now they're geniuses and and they're so well behaved and they're 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 just lovable kids. And I believe and she'll say this herself that she used her degree. Her degree did not go to waste. Her degree was used on her children. She used everything that she learned in school to raise them up to be these gracious human beings. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like just because you decide to be a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean that your knowledge or any of that has to go to waste. I think that 
No, it, it definitely doesn't. And I think that it's just like your comfortability level. Like, I feel like I put myself through so much um, to educate myself and to build up this career. And I just know for me personally, I wouldn't be happy um, not continuing to do something with that. Yeah. Um, you go through a lot, a lot, a lot to build your career, especially with being a woman, like pay parity, women still making 70 cents yeah. on the dollar where men are concerned. It's something that I dealt with at one of my jobs that found out a man was making 50% more than me and I had more credentials than him. Um, and I had to go in and fight to make as much money as he was making. Um, as far as educating yourself, as far as like jumping over the hurdles of stereotypes and stigma where being a woman is yeah. concerned. You know what I mean? And you so don't want to go backwards. Yeah. No, you don't you don't want to just leave that to collect dust. And while some people are comfortable because your role transforms when you're a mom, I think that for me personally, just from lived experience, I don't think that I would be as fulfilled if I didn't at least see what I could do or who I could be where that little part of my life is concerned. But who knows how I'll feel. Um, I think it's based things, on... Things will transform. You I know? think it's based on your personality because I know who you are and I know how career-driven you've been. Yeah. And I know, like, even though you've been home, you've still been working. You yeah. do your meditations. You yeah. have gone to school. You're working on this podcast. You're doing different things. So it's not like you're just a stay-at-home wife right now who's yeah. pregnant. You are still continuing to do those things. So I think that that's how it's going to be. I think yeah. that it's how you find your happiness and your purpose. I agree. So the women that we're discussing that are just completely stay-at-home moms, they find their purpose that way. In, I, in that role. This yep. is the same way that we talked about how there are women that can have nine babies back-to-back. -back, and they're just like, oh, my God, it's such a great experience. And it's so magical. And I'm here like, wait. <laughs> it was it was magical. Lying, no. But it was, no, you lied. <laughs> but maybe for some women yeah. it, it is. But for me, it was, it was pretty hard. Uh, yeah. Just mentally, like besides the physical part, mentally it took a toll on me so once I started to especially when we started working out and I really started implementing fitness into my life and I started to work on this podcast and I started to get back into the idea of modeling I've begun to feel like myself again and yeah, everything important. in my life my relationship my friendships, my like just just my corresponding with my family has picked up. It's just is benefited yes, from you feeling everything. good personally. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's why it's important to maintain whatever is going to edify you personally. Yeah. Outside of the roles that you're assigned or that you have taken on in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you even talking about how hard pregnancy is. I'm sitting here feeling queasy right now, like mm -hmm. out of nowhere. It's okay. Um, so so the role of a mom is very important. Um, and like I was saying earlier, like the idea of a working independent mom is something that's new. Maybe not necessarily new for women of color, though, because like black women, Latina women, Asian women, we've always had we have lacked the privilege of being able to not have the role of provider and caretaker. 
Right. So or their job has been being a caretaker for other people's families. families. Right. So we we have not through the ages had that ability. Um, So in in a way, thinking about it like that, it's a little in ground in in who you are, almost in your DNA. It's passed down to be like, well, if I'm not working and working myself to death, taking care of the baby, taking care of the husband and having a job, like then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, and I think the idea of not working bothers me so much because in my head, I'm like, maybe I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that you are and that you will be doing enough. But I think that's just the constant battle that women have where it's like the ones that stay at home. And and obviously we've mentioned the ones that stay at home and are completely fulfilled with that. But the ones that do stay at home and feel some sort of emptiness, like when I was just constantly on baby duty and we didn't have our sitter, we didn't have my like when my mom is around, she helps me immensely Mm -hmm. when it was just me. It was like, I, I can't even explain it to you, Angel. Like, I was I was in a constant brain fog. Like, yeah. it, it just felt like I was lost. Like, I wasn't a person. I was a utility. Like, I, yeah, you know I what I mean? I was just constantly functioning for somebody else to be able to function. Yeah. And it it takes away your essence. It takes away, I, I don't know, it's, it, it's hard. So, like, being a, a stay-at-home mom, you could lose that identity, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that makes you who you are. And then the, the adverse is when you're working out of the home and you I, I, I can't speak for all women because maybe there are some career women that don't feel that absence. But I can only imagine like even when I'm at the gym, like little things like that, I'm wondering what she's doing. I'm wondering if she's OK or if something happens and I'm not there. I feel guilt. Yeah. So I I know I don't. Me and Alan were having this conversation the other day because I said that I want to be the mom on every field trip. That's what my mom did. Like he was like, he was like, that's corny. Don't do that. And I was like, no. no. But that's what I my mom was literally there for every single field trip. And people thought it was so cool. Like they're like, your mom is so cool and she's so fun. And they're they just they always constantly reminded me that I was lucky. And I didn't get it. I get it now as an adult and being a mom. But I truly was lucky to have her be so present in my life. Because my mom was never on the field trip. She was always at work or taking extra hours or working overtime. Um, And she always, because having us was the joy of her life, she always commented that she wished that she could spend more time with us. And then later when our relationship started to transform into like, a mom friendship, um, I understood that there were career ambitions she had that she wasn't even able to fulfill because she valued the stability of the paycheck that she was receiving over um, trying to do something different that might have upended our stability as a family. Um, So I don't know. I guess I say all that to say I, I feel so blessed to be in this position and blessed to be wondering if I should have a career or if I should stay home at all, you know, Um, and understanding that that wasn't my mom's reality and grateful, just so grateful that that gets to be mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even think that it's really a question, not that I'm trying to decide for you or anything, but I do feel like I know you and you're always going to find a way 
to contribute to your household with yeah. not even and I'm not talking financially like I know that that's important to you and I know the feeling of bringing in your own money is great and all that but I'm talking about contributing like giving your best self and your best self is angel when you're doing your practices and you're even when you're in school I know that you yeah. love learning so whether or not it's just something that you're studying or you're doing as a hobby we've been talking about pottery lately oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I've become obsessed with becoming a potter out of nowhere and angel is too <laughs> I know so, right how is it that independently we both all of a sudden, they're like, hey, let's make some vases. I literally sent her a screenshot of Seth Rogen's Instagram. I don't know if you guys are going to know who this is, but he's a dude from Superbad, and he's, like, really into pottery. And I sent it to her, and I was like, I want to start working with clay. And she was like, we're literally the same person, because I, I just yeah. told Bobby that we want to start doing this. We're but, literally yeah. using air-dry clay on Saturday to make <laughs> pottery. Like, it's insane. Um, but let me ask, let me double back. Let me ask you um, about like being in a relationship. Like, do you think that it's important for both people to have the idea of what the roles will be and should they transform as time goes on or does it work better for them to remain the same? Um, I think that if I'm going to be completely transparent, I when the only time I've ever slacked on my duties of, and, and even right now, I probably have a load of laundry I have to do and I've been slacking on it. But, That's okay. Um, Alan's probably going to listen to this and be like, mm, come do this laundry. <laughs> I uh, After Ami was born, it was extremely difficult. And I don't know why we didn't get a maid service because I know we were blessed to be able to do that, but we didn't. And the laundry was piling up and everything was just a mess. And I was overwhelmed and he, it, it turned into an argument, obviously, because I'm very sensitive. I'm going through postpartum. But he had kind of kindly tried to sit down with me and basically just explain that, he, you know, this is what he needed for me. And and he mm. needed for me to to try to, you know, put in a little more effort on that end. But I, after the baby was born? Yes, this was not directly after. This was uh, a few months after, okay. you know. Um, I, I don't think he would have had the balls to say anything directly after the birth. Girl, I hope not. No, um, it was more, it, it was closer to the end. And this is already when we had uh, help. So he was looking at it more from this standpoint that I kind of just had to get back into the zo same zone that I was prior, where it was like, you know, like clockwork. I knew what I had to do. So I say that all to say that I think that role should be a discussion with with your partner. I think you had even mentioned that some people do premarital counseling. Yeah, we do. And well, premarital Bible study. I'll talk about it later. OK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously we're not married. I do think that that is something that we look forward to doing. We've discussed uh, getting couples counseling, too, just as, you know, preliminary thing. Mm -hmm. Um. I think that it's really important for you to discuss what you expect from each other in all aspects, not just like home life. Um, it could be especially in, in couples that they're both contributing financially. This should be a discussion. I know that a lot of people have issues with money and that's, yeah. you know, that's a big, a big thing. But I, I definitely think it's important for you guys to discuss what you expect from one another. Yeah. What well, what do you think will happen if, let's say, you guys get married, you move to your forever home with Ami, 
and you have another child and then you get this job opportunity that takes you out of the home full-time career yeah see that's exactly what i've i've literally been thinking about this the past two days like yesterday i was spaced out alan was like what are you thinking about because i literally was spaced out for a minute and it was because i've gotten this um i've been i've been looking into going back to modeling and that would not that there's nothing here in chicago but it would mean that i would have to fly to la or i'd have to fly to miami and this is like constant. It would be constant flying out like weekly. You know what I mean? And that's in itself draining. But um, I think about the toll that it would take on. I think about. I think about. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to call you out now every time. <laughs> but the point is that um, I, I think about it all the time that it's it's going to be a really hard decision for me. I don't. And I don't want to put a limit on myself right now and say that I'll never do it because yeah. I do want to have a full-time career and 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 things that I'm invested in for myself. But girl, I knowing that I want to have other babies and knowing how important it is for me to be home, it's it's hard. It's hard to think about doing something that I'm not gonna maybe when the kids are older. Maybe when they're a bit more seasoned and in, in, yeah. in school and they could kind of, they have their own activities. But even that, I don't want to miss their activities. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I don't have like a strong answer for you because it, it, it causes me anxiety to even think about it for real. Yeah. I think about that too. Like after Bobby retires and I'm done having children, like if I get a career opportunity that took me away from the home, like what would I do? And if I would want to take that on or if I would think about the time that I would miss being more important than that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I I and it causes you like a lot of agita because you're like, well, I don't know, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and you still have that desire to have these opportunities. Yeah. But, you know, your heart knows what's important. And I I bring that up because one of the articles I read on Psychology Today, it's like one of my favorite websites, was saying that roles can be good and they can be bad. And a reason why they can be bad is because they influence and pressure you to conform to certain behaviors and they're constraining and they can influence our personal life choices. So do you think that our our choice to take on the role of homemaker and caretaker... um, has influences have influenced our personal life choices in a way that it wouldn't have if we didn't have those roles. Yeah, for sure. Even now I just said that they, because it becomes expected of you. It's yeah. not something that you're doing that deserves an applause all the time because frankly, again, being full transparency, sometimes I do want Alan to come home and be like, "Wow, babe, everything's so clean." Or yeah. like, "Wow, this was so I mean, when the when the food is phenomenal, he's going to say like, "This was great." But when it's been a meal that I've made over and over again, he's not going to tell me, "Wow, it was great." But I still want to hear that. I did too. I look at Bobby like, I so literally, how was that chicken? Like, I'll literally stare at him and he'll be like, can I eat? Like, you're just going to be staring at me. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for the response. But I I think that once you get into that role, it becomes expected of you. And yeah. I, I look back now and I, I really honor and cherish my mother for everything she did because I don't think she got the appreciation that she deserved because I just thought this is what she does. Like his yeah. mom, you just this, you know what I mean? And 
And I, that's a really good point that you made. Do you think that these roles make it harder for us to be expressive of our unique characteristics yeah. as people? Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of who I am came, has, has been nurtured and came as a result of being ambitious in my career, yeah. right? So I like attack everything like I'm a TV producer. Yeah. And maybe I wouldn't be like that if I didn't have this. Do you wonder if life had taken us in different directions, how different your personality would have been? For sure, because I think that especially modeling and doing the social media thing uh, gifted me this ability to be my authentic self where Mm -hmm. I didn't have to necessarily, even how you said, and there was certain things that I did scrub clean off of my page once I started to work with certain brands that I knew had like this hierarchy of, you know, just being judgmental about things like smoking pot or whatever. But I, for the most part, I've always been able to advertise myself as who I am, which is, you know, I'm, I'm a little foul mouthed. I'm, I'm a little crazy. I like to smoke weed. And it's just stuff like, like that, that I feel like I've, I, it, it was a blessing for me that I was able to be that person and then now being a mom you know i do have to put a cap on certain things and i i even being foul-mouthed i had to you know speak a little more thoughtfully around my daughter and and even in general being around some other moms and stuff i don't want them to judge me and be like this chick talks like a sailor you know what i mean or <laughs> like mom judgments yeah mom judgments because yeah, it's a thing real. it's yeah. a, it's a real thing but i think that um and, and even though we are in a very, what's the word? We, the the women that we're around, um, we are all very blessed and, and privileged. Mm-hmm. But I think being around them, it's it's been interesting to me. And has it not you have for you like having been around women that have kids and are really like home caretakers and stuff, like just experiencing watching them? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that is what changed my perspective on women who stay, quote unquote, stay home and take care of the house. Before I dated Bobby, I was one of the people like, we, you can have a job and take care of your kids. Like you can, like, I don't believe in stay at home mom and blah, blah, blah. I was a little bit judgmental. One, because of all the work that I saw myself putting in, but two, because in DC, there's just like this mentality. You see these women who are congresswomen, press secretaries, high-powered lawyers, lobbyists, and you see them busting their ass with these jobs and having kids and doing this and doing that. Um, And so you begin to have judgment around people who don't work. Yeah. And so that unwitting prejudice, I had it myself until I moved to Chicago and essentially took a break from my career and started supporting Bobby as a career, basically, for a little while. Um, And I still felt like I needed to do something. So I was still like editing and writing articles online because I felt inadequate not working. But the role of making sure the household ran for this professional athlete was really time consuming. And even with no kids at that point. And mm-hmm. I, I start to be like, well, damn, this is a hard-ass job. What would happen if I had two kids, three kids, four kids? And I was taking care of them and 
taking care of the house and the finances and doing all that stuff, making sure bills are paid, everything, cook, clean. And then I also had this role of being a mom. It would be a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that watching these women and what they do and really how the players aren't the players without the women in their lives. Yeah. Um, it made me realize how important the role is And it took me out of that space of being judgmental towards women who just, quote unquote, stay home. Yeah. You know? Well, it took the the idea for me away from looking at them as women who don't work because Mm -hmm. they are working and they're working in a different way than it is like, okay, for me personally, I'm obviously I haven't really been in media or anything, but I can say that the jobs that I had, um, it was... I mean, the days were long sometimes and obviously it's, it you know, you have to work and you have to show up and you're kind of like just somebody's, you know, thing, you're an object for them. But the point is, I really enjoyed being on set. Like it was, it was yeah. a feeling like, I don't know, it was a good feeling. So while having to travel and, and, and do all those things, and I'm sure, especially being a journalist, there's a lot that goes into it that's stressful. Oh my God. But yeah. I do feel that. You get a, f- and, and it's not that having a kid is not gratifying, right? But I feel like you get a, a very gratifying feeling out of the work that you did versus like when you're home all the time and and just like, it, and I always use this example, but just in sweatpants and just like in a mess and it's just constant and the baby, it's there. there's no clocking out. I mean, maybe when the baby goes to sleep at night, but there's there's just no clocking out. And, and the feeling of, a fulfillment comes from you know seeing your baby and having those moments of happiness and just like feeling blessed to be their parent but i i don't know at least for me this is speaking for me i i don't get that feeling that i got on set or i don't get that feeling so so i'm i'm saying that to say that i think that it's women need to acknowledge that work is hard but it's also um a form of self-service like to you doing for yourself you know what I mean like you're you're catering to your own identity in that sense whereas being a stay-at-home mom from from my experience you really don't have much of an identity at all you're just you're just here I don't know and and I watched um have you ever seen Ali Wong's stand-up yeah, I love her. Yeah, Me she's and Bobby great. went to go see her a few years ago. She she talks about it all the time because she took a break from writing, producing, doing comedy. And she was a stay-at-home mom and she was like, I am not going to do that shit ever again. Because she, and before, it's so funny if you watch her stand up before she had her first baby she the way she talked about stay-at-home moms like she was like they just stand around and watch netflix on their ipad all day and they like it's so hard like she was really ragging on stay-at-home moms and then afterwards she was like no i cannot do this i need that gratification from going to work every day i i think her exact words were i need to be able to miss my kids and that's how i can be the best mom possible and i love having women that say these controversial statements because a lot of people would be like what do you mean you have to miss your kids and i feel that like mm-hmm. constantly being home is draining and and again this goes back to what we were saying that your kid doesn't want a, a drained raggedy mom that's not the best version of you 
that they're getting. You know what I mean? I mean, I realized that like the career I was in was very, it was personally gratifying. Um, It also paid my bills (laughs) and my livelihood. So there's that. But uh, it's just different. And I get a feeling of compassion and warmth from looking after Bobby and as far as like catering and taking care of my man, quote unquote, yeah. um, that I couldn't get from work. But there's also a feeling from <laughs> getting that soundbite that no one else got or from getting the interview that no one else could score or from being on camera before the red light turns on and they're like counting you down and the camera's up. Um, that's something I can't replicate either. Yeah. It's like an adrenaline high. Um, it's like I, me and Bobby talked about it one day. I liken it to how they feel just before they come out of the tunnel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like shit is about to go down, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that adrenaline and that gratification, it's like, it's almost like a, a drug. It is a drug. And so yeah. um, I feel myself like fiending for it. Like yeah, I, I need to be on camera. <laughs> um, but it's, it's going to be very different. Um, and I'm I'm a natural caretaker, so I'm very much looking forward to taking care of my sweet little baby um, and all the wonderfulness and stress that it's going to bring as well. Um, so I, mean, I think we're also I want really, both. Yeah, yeah. I, I think want we're both. really blessed, and in, in conversations that we've had before, where um, Maybe we've both uh, admitted to feeling like we we have let that go by the wayside. Our, our, yeah, and that our... freaking sucks sometimes. It does. But I think that in those conversations, I have always highlighted the fact that um, there are tons of women out there that have really, really successful careers and they can't find a genuine love um, like the yeah. one that you and Bobby have. And... Your your marriage and your family is so special that I, I wouldn't you can't, trade it. No, I know yeah. I know you wouldn't, but I'm speaking from someone as an outsider watching you, and I I want you to know how it how incredibly special it is that you have that. Yeah. Um, and and you can't. How do I put it to you? Like, and it's not to say anybody can have a career because it's it's really the stars have to align for you in a certain way. You know, you have to be prepared for it. But it it is a, a sort of luck, right? That kind of leads you to it's like luck, hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did yeah. they say? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity, yeah. or something like that. But the point is that you can't replicate. You can't. You can't create. You can't work for the love that you guys have. Obviously, you can work at it, being yeah. in it, but. It's this is by God. Oh, you know what I mean? No. So Yeah, I was we were it's funny that you say the stars align because I just said this to him yesterday. Like the stars align perfectly for there to be a gap in me not working where we were able to really, really fully invest in each other and mm-hmm. find this passionate, amazing love um and nurture it and then become one. Um, so I really believe it's God sent and it happened. I'm Christian. So I believe in, you know, set the number seven meaning complete. It happened seven months after my mom passed away. And I really believe that her and God, you know, teamed up and said, okay, 
this chick, it's time for her to be with Bobby, you know? Um, And without that break in my career and that time where I knew that my, I needed to value my mental health over anything, um, it, it would have not maybe been possible. And without Bobby having this open heart and being in a place where he felt like he wanted to settle down and be in a relationship um, and subsequently get married, it wouldn't happen. So the stars do have to align. I, yeah. I do look at a lot of the women who um, I was around in D.C. and a lot of them aren't happy personally. Yeah. And they're very happy professionally. But, you know, media is one of those careers where they don't want you to freaking have kids. Yeah. No, I know. And obviously modeling, too. (laughs) Trust me. Like, they don't want you to have family and obligations. They want you to be just you. Once you have a baby, whether it is in media or modeling or anything, it's like you you died for the most part. It's like they look at you like, okay. And then it's scary because... Within yourself, you start imagining that there's younger women that are going to come in and they're going to be, at least for me, that's the way that I look at it. Because there are. It always happens. It's yeah. inevitable. Yeah, you there's know what someone I mean? that's willing to take your spot and probably take a pay cut for, you know what I'm take, saying? Take yeah. a pay cut. Yeah. Not Or not take any pay at, at all. all. Or be willing to yeah. be the person who... Yeah doesn't have kids and I don't place judgment around that either because hey you know what if you don't want to do that then don't yeah that's cool then then don't do that yeah so um I think there has I may to hate be you a little bit no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um... I, I think there has to be space for people to stop the judgment around mm. what role you want your life to fulfill what role you have in your partnership or your marriage um and what role you set for yourself in your life no matter if you identify, however you would identify, woman, man, non-binary. So I just think it's important that in the society that we're in, that we're not continuing to place these unwitting judgments around people's life choices where roles are concerned. Yeah, I think that to wrap it up, that's basically what I want people to do. I know it's hard. It's hard to just like, right, be kind and love everyone as hard. It's just Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. Kumbaya. But basically, um I think the best support that women can have is from other women. And I just think that we should all speak for ourselves. Like when we give our opinions and we we say that's why we always highlight that we're speaking from our personal experience. And um, I think I I, I admire everybody. Like I I know stay-at-home dads. I know stay-at-home moms. I know completely career-driven women. And it's it's all okay. It's really just based on at the end of the day, how are you going to feel? Like, are you going to feel like you did what you needed to do? And that's all that matters because people are going to have judgments regardless. What You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So you just have to find something that fulfills you and gives you your purpose. And then don't question it based on somebody else's ideas for themselves. And try not to judge yourself. I remember yeah. my mom always told me, don't be a wife before you're a wife. And I kind of like carried that into relationships before Bobby. And then I found myself being a wife before I was his wife. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm doing exactly what she told me not to do. But I think that you have to do what works for you. Um, Also, I felt worried because I'm a Christian and you're not supposed to cohabitate before you are married. But here I was cohabitating before I was married. And my relatives calling me up like, uh... 
what are you doing? Um, but I think that you have to just do what works for you. Um, I mean, shoot, if that was the case, then I'm completely excommunicated from any kind of Christian church because I'm cohabitating. I am pro- procreating. I am doing all of that. I'm definitely. It's hard because life happens. Yeah. You know, it and does. love happens and love influences you to make decisions that you thought that you wouldn't. I never thought I would live with someone before I was married, but I did it because, and it was the best choice ever because we got to know each other. We got to be around each other. We got to figure out what we did and didn't like, what it got on our nerves, what was a deal breaker and what wasn't. Obviously nothing was a deal breaker. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, yeah, just even the things you think are deal breakers actually just solidify the relationship more. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Or you just joan on them until. Yeah. You're old and gray. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you, boo? I guess that's what we're saying. <laughs> Basically, we're saying it's each his own. Um, we support every kind of woman, whether you're working or you're home. Um, and also talk to us about that. You can reach out to us and give us your experience as a working mom or a stay-at-home mom. We want to hear it. Or not a mom at all. Or not a mom at all. Yeah. yeah. You Or just your experience as uh, being a woman in a relationship or being single. It doesn't matter. We love to hear your stories. Woman identified, yes. however you. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. We have actually been doing our research on, you know, just understanding more uh, non-binary. And uh, we want to be able to be inclusive of all people. And um, we're we're doing our research. Because that shit is important. Yeah. 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 So if you have a question, want to hear us talk about a particular topic, or even have some tea to spill, email us at info at nocovercharge.co. That's info at nocovercharge.co. You can include your name or be anonymous, but we want to shout you out. We haven't been shouting very well. (laughs) We're going to do it, though. If we use your question on the podcast, you'll hear your name across the airwaves. Well, send us more questions. Send us more questions and stuff. I know we've been slacking on that, but we will definitely. What are we doing? Our our talk, our girl talk next week? Yeah, girl. Yeah. All right. So for next week, can you guys send us your ideas, any topics that you want to hear us talk about? Because I'm excited. I love girl talk. Yeah, me too. Maybe more (laughs) my weird conspiracy theories. Or some gossip. I (laughs) love to spill tea. Yeah. Visit us at No Cover Charge on Instagram or Twitter or our website at nocovercharge.co. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating. We're new to this space and would love your support getting as many ears as possible. Be nice, guys. Music by Luciano, recording by Mystery Street Recording, editing by the amazing Jeremy Cosley, (laughs) and video by the amazing Max Williams. Until next time, ladies. Keep it cute. And and we'll we'll always keep keep it real with you. you.